It's Tuesday, the 30th of January. It's time to get your gaming grin on with the Game Grin Grincast. It's talk about games. Ah, Aaron. Uh, hi, I, I like games. Girls and girls. Ahoy, hoy. And Pesh. Video games. Woo. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> with 2024 well underway, let's first talk about what you've been playing. Aaron, take us away. Uh, well, I have been playing Unpacking, actually, recently. It's this uh, neat little wordless puzzle game where you unpack boxes and move to different places. And I kind of cried a little bit. So it's a moving simulator, would you say? Yes, I did find it quite moving. <laughs> hey. But um. So what's it about? Uh, it's like you go through the life of a person as sort of like they grow up and they get their first room, their first dorm room, their first room with roommates, their first room with a significant other, the first time they move back home, first time they move out from there, and you just you, you have your boxes and you unpack them and you have to find a place for them in your living space. And it has to go into, like, a reasonable spot for it. Like, you can't put your boots on the kitchen counter. You can't put like a toaster. <laughs> you can't put a toaster in your sink. You can't put this weird, like, red and black tray thing that might be a waffle maker, but I'm not entirely sure what it is. But you can't put it in the kitchen sink either. Yeah, I'll be going to move toaster into my sink. Don't, don't do it. Can you put a toaster in a bathtub, though? Uh, right. It will say no. It will say to not do that. Yeah, and if you're going to fail the level, then do e it. Exactly, exactly. But the nice thing is that it doesn't actually like make you fail. It just means that you haven't won yet. It like uh, outlines the, the offending objects in red, and you can like pick them up and put them somewhere else. I, I tried to have like a diploma on the wall, but the only free wall in the location that I was doing this in was in the bathroom so it was like above the toilet and then it said no that's not the right place for it and i looked all around the house again apartment again to like see if there's any other walls i could put it on but there wasn't so i ended up just sort of seeing if i could just set it underneath the bed and it worked and i was kind of sad another one of those snowflake games that won't like fail you for doing something bad it will just give you another chance to do it correctly It'll give you a diploma to put under your bed. Back in For my day, if you if you failed, you failed, and you had to start the game over, and there was no save files. What about password systems? There wasn't those either. Oh no, that sucks. You had to do it all in one go? Yes. Oh, I have a couple of... I had a couple of, like, a Game Boy Advance games once that were, like, counterfeit, and so the save functions didn't work. Oh. So back in my day, I also had games like that. <laughs> I also knew, I, I knew people who like got a PlayStation, but they didn't get a memory card. Ah, oh, that that sucks. Fuck. I used to babysit these two kids who had a PlayStation. They had uh, Tomb Raider, but they only had the one save file. If they tried to play another game, and it said, oh, "Do you want to overwrite your save?" 
they were like, no, it's going to overwrite, overwrite our Tomb Raider save, so we can't we can't play anything else. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Goodness gracious. Anyway, girls, what have you been playing? Weirdly, uh, I played two survival building crafting games, Pal World and Enshrouded, which came out the same week, right? In early access? Uh, yeah, just a few days apart. Yeah, and... Which one's better? Definitely Enshrouded. Like, Pal Ooh. World is definitely interesting, but it, I think, has still a lot to do to, like fix and stuff and and shrouded seems like a complete game it's just uh, you basically get to a point in the map where you can't advance and you can look at the map uh, like at the you can see the complete size of the map and what you can access and what you can't so like i think most of the map is inaccessible you can, you can see, like, stuff in the distance, but you can't go there. But, yeah, the game feels feature-complete, I guess would be the word. Well, the dev at least has experience with uh, this sort of game. Their previous game was Portal Knights, which is kind of similar. It's similar in ways. Obviously, one's more cartoony than the other. I played Portal Knights a few times. It sounds vaguely familiar. It's like little have... Minecraft I think... things. I got like items for that game during like one of the earlier Steam sales where you actually got stuff for like buying games and there was flash sales and whatnot. I think that's where I got items for it, but I never got around to playing Portal Knights. I'm interested to trying it. Well, back in my day, they didn't have lightning days. We know you're old, Gus. No, I'm not. I say you're this. Old. I say this as someone who's older than you. How how would you even know? How would you know? Oh my god, did I input my birthday birthday date somewhere? No, I I broke into your house and looked at your passport. So, Pej, um... what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing uh, a little bit of Power World. Not not a huge amount of it. But uh, I've been playing mostly Lethal Company, which is uh, very out of character for me because I, I hate horror and I can't handle horror. But Lethal Company hits that kind of fun itch of, you know, it's creepy and scary, but you're playing it with friends and it's also kind of silly at the same time. So, fun. Oh shit, that guy has friends. What is he doing here? Lethal Company sounds like a kind of war card battlefield type thing. Yeah. Oh no! It's a cut. Well, you've heard of Leave Company, right? I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen like videos and streams of it, but every time I see the title, I can't remember what it is. It's it, the... was, it was the winner of the Steam Awards 2023 for the Better with Friends Award. Yeah, it is. Like, like playing that alone is not advisable. It's not, you're not playing the game properly if you're playing it alone. Um, you play you play as a bunch of uh, like people. Space salvagers who work for a mysterious company who have to go to abandoned moons and research facilities on these moons to find scrap. And inside of these facilities are a variety of monstrosities and horrors that you have to avoid and survive. 
but you can't really fight them. You just have to, you know, run away and hide from them. Like, All right. Is that inspired by SCP? No. Because that sounds similar, I think. I mean, like, I guess, like, it's just as inspired as SCP as any, anything horror is inspired by anything else horror. It's like it's got standard horror tropes of, like, you know, a spooky little girl ghost that haunts you. Uh, like a kind of enemy that stands still and only moves when you're not looking at it, like the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. It's I mean, got... Doctor Who stole from SCP. I don't know. Yeah, originally. Oh, no, no they, I don't think they did. I think Doctor Who came up with that first. No. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, I don't know a ton about SCP, but from what, from my understanding, it's like about a bunch of supernatural creatures and uh, events and each one is scp some number my favorite scp is scps i think 6137 ah yes of course that one i know that one exactly which one you're talking about just from the number good what, what is it that's the scp where uh if you go to the toilet at like 3 45 in the morning it jump scares you and bites your butt uh, at least one part of that's kind of close-ish, maybe. Yeah. There's a water element there, I think. Which which one? Which SCP is that? Uh, if I'm recalling right, uh, that's the one where like a mysterious individual takes you to a lake and then trances your gender. Oh, okay, interesting. I think that's the right one. Isn't one SCP like an IKEA? Yeah, what? like it with faceless employees inside of that you can't escape. But they got in trouble from IKEA, so they had to change all references to IKEA in the article. So that it's just a generic big box furniture store. Right, that's how I heard about it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm wrong. I think yeah, that's not that's not the one I was thinking of. So, so the concept of SCP is, I mean, this kind of ties into video games because they made a bunch of video games about it. It's a shady pseudo-government in, like agency that has various facilities across the, the world, I'm guessing, or the United States or wherever, and yeah. they house all of these anomalous entities, individuals and objects that all are basically have different ratings on a scale of, you know, like harmless but weird to potentially like universe ending yeah there's a lot of really fun creative ones oh. i know there's one with like a horse head skull that just that's an app on your phone and then just sends you messages randomly or something is that an scp or is that an scp game no like an scp oh okay sounds like my tinder account hey <laughs> Yeah. People send you, send, sending you messages randomly. Well, it's meant to be like, yeah. There are some useful SCPs. Like, there's one that will, it's a drinks dispenser that will dispense any liquid that you tell it to. Well, that's a yeah. nice one. How do they have. No, I guess it wouldn't disp dispense Holy Grail water. Like, actually, you, you need a Holy Grail to, like, pour water into it, and then it's uh, Holy Grail water. But it Actually, helps you want grape soda. Yeah, it does dispense something similar to holy water, I'm pretty sure. Uh, holy grail water, like, you could tell it to basically do anything and it will find a liquid alternate, like, version of it. Like, if you tried to tell it to, like, dispense human, 
it'll make like this weird kind of sludgy, like iron tasting beverage, oh. which I guess is meant to be human guts and stuff. Gross. Yeah. Amazing. Six one one three. That's the one. That one being the the gendry one earlier. I got. I finally found it. So what have I been playing? You ask. What have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing. Peace. I've been playing. I well, I finished Troublemaker. What's Troublemaker? Also Ace? known as Troublemaker, raise your gang. Uh, I played the oh. demo and wrote a preview about it during a Next Fest. It came out in March last year. Basically, you are a kid who's moved to a, a new technical school, and the the way that this school ensures that classes will graduate into jobs as a technical school is supposed to do. Um, they make the classes compete in uh, to, to find out who is the strongest, like physically. <laughs> they, they make the kids fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Is anyway, this a JRPG by any chance? No, it's not. The When I wrote the preview, I compared it to Bully, because you, you're in a school, you're getting into fights, you have to go to class. You don't actually do anything at the class, I was disappointed to discover through the like six hours I played it. There's one point where you have to do some um, some word puzzles, and there's another point where you have to do like a stealth section. But ninety percent of the game is fighting. There, there's a, some mini games that you can play in the first two thirds when you get a chance. As soon as you hit the final third, that's just cutscenes and fights straight through. Wow, no education. It's a shame what our high schools look like nowadays. Just fights. I don't need the education. What's the title again? Troublemaker. Hey, I've seen you. that once. Oh yeah. It's alone. It was uh, Steam Next first. The, uh, they're working on a sequel due out in 2025, and that the Steam page says that it's an open world thing and you go around the town, but the Steam page for Troublemaker suggests that you have more freedom than you actually do. Uh. A lot of it's on rails. Well, it seems on rails, because rather than cutting across the yard to get to another place, it has you follow the footpath, even though in other places you can cut across that yard. Why? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so that it can fit in all of the story that it's trying to without you They've got four words into the sentence, and you're already at the objective. That's a fair point. I saw that one of the moves is uh, showing dominance by T-posing. That is a special move, yes. T-pose. Your character just just T-poses. Wow, so dominant. And and people get damaged, though. So it's, yeah, magical. The T posing works in real life as well, so it makes sense. The T stands for um, take damage. Nice. Take damage person. That's that's good. So uh, it's you could say that it's kind of like a high school simulator. Any so simulators. (laughs) Wow, simulators! Oh my god, I never heard of this genre. Explain. Well, I got an email about Lawn Mowing Simulator VR. Now, I was aware that Lawn Mowing Simulator was out, but now there's a VR version. Like, for 
years I've been wondering, well, there, there's a simulator for everything, isn't there? And more and more simulators come out for things that I had would never have thought of, like me- mechanic simulator. Jeez, like, simulator. And, and then j- just seeing this lawn mowing simulator VR, who is this for? For people that want to be even more further removed from reality than they already are, basically. For people that don't have a garden. For, okay, for mech, mech mechanic simulator, I can understand. That's for people who want to build a mech. The various train simulators, people who want to drive a train. You can't always do that. You can't like go out in your garden and drive a train. Power wash simulator. Surgeon simulator. Heck, brothel simulator. Not everyone right. can run a brothel. <laughs> That's I've tried. It's it's it doesn't come easily. Oh, you're on a brothel? That's fun. I did. I tried to, it didn't work. If only you tried brothel simulator first. I guess I'm practicing. So yeah, I I just wanted to have a rant about lawnmower simulator VR, I suppose. Um, I mean it's because a simulate saying sim sim or simulator game is like almost as broad as saying RPG. It's hard to pinpoint without playing, just hearing the term what it is. Like you could call Elite Dangerous a space sim, but it's it has a specific gameplay, right? It's not you can't just do anything. There are there are certain limitations, so like they, it could be a sim and it could still have a satisfying gameplay, you know. Yeah. Not all simulators are games, but all games are simulators. I'm not sure that's true, right, Pesh? Well, I mean, every game is simulating some sort of thing, isn't it? Technically, that's true. Even what? Pong is simulating table tennis or ping pong. What's yeah. Tetris simulating? Bricks falling down, and you're controlling the bricks and how they fall. Isn't it simulating building a rocket for the USSR? Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. I think the story behind Tetris was that uh, the creator played like a similar game or knew a similar game and just tried to emulate it with a computer. So I guess the sim part is true in that sense. He played... He played Wario's Woods on the Game Boy Color. Game Boy. No, that was before then. That was no. before that time. That's what I want you to think. For my part, I don't really have much of an interest in a game that feels like it's just a simulator or that it's or at least marketed as such. Like, sure, I in I might enjoy getting into and doing a thing like maybe maybe farming or surgery or whatever but i kind of like having a story or characters to focus on or some sort of thing where it feels like i'm not just doing something to do something i mean i can definitely see the draw of getting to like play at making your own virtual beer or making your own train set or whatever if you don't have the sort of tools and or know-how or funding to do that in real life but that's just not really my kind of thing Mm -hmm. the only games that have simulated in the title that i actually am drawn to are the ones that are a little bit out there like 
Cultist Simulator. Or, well, another one that's not quite in that same vein, but I, I quite enjoy Tabletop Simulator. That's not that's that's just a simulator of tabletop games, but that's mostly just a way to play tabletop games if I don't have the board with me. Yeah, Tabletop Simulator is a good one. I, I can totally see why you would need that. It helps you get a bunch of people together to play a game, or helps you play a game that you don't currently have like the space to, yeah. to have the physical version of but you're not really playing tabletop simulator you're playing like checkers or draft sorry through tabletop simulator or uno through tabletop simulator or insert very obscure game for a joke here on tabletop simulator points of dunshire there you go dual monsters no that's that's outrageous azak everyone play pazak on tabletop simulator do it what's what's pazak I'm not going to get into that. I have an article about it. Okay. Maybe you can put a link in the description of the show. I remember the name, and I remember playing it, but I don't remember anything about it. It's a Star Wars card game. It's Blackjack. I, I, I know oh, it is. Oh, like, I played KOTOR. <laughs> or KOTOR, KOTOR 2. KOTOR 2. Going back to what you uh, said about needing a story, I, I'm the same. If there's... If there's not a story, then um, I'm less inclined to be interested. If there's objectives, such as uh, Power Wash Simulator, uh, I played through all of that. It gave me objectives. There was a bit of a story told through text messages. Kept me happy. Gave me something to do while I was watching um, watching YouTube on the other screen. Uh-huh. But it, it, I, I find um, sandbox and survival games harder to to get into because there's no objective it's just survive it's like well i'm doing that without the game being on so a good game that does that which doesn't call itself a simulator exactly but it is is uh, arcade paradise which i played on game pass and it starts off with you inheriting your dad's laundromat which has a few arcade machines in it and you slowly transforming it from a laundromat to a full-blown arcade like the arcade side of the business takes over and that's got a whole story between like the main character and their father and the father's relationship with being like, oh, I know you like arcades, but you know, the laundromat is where you're actually going to make money. And you do start off like making a lot of money at the laundromat, but then you know, the, the, it hits like a halfway point where suddenly your money from your arcade machines are like really unrealistically making hundreds of dollars a day. But yeah, that was that was a pretty cool one. I liked that one. I played it out for a couple of hours, but I haven't returned to it since. Like I, I enjoyed what was there, but there wasn't really a draw to bring me back. It's a bit of a slow start. It, it does. It's a lot of um, repetitive uh, movement, uh, a lot of repetitive elements with the laundromat side of the business to begin with, because you have to constantly be moving around and you have to be doing people's laundry, cleaning up bits of rubbish off the floor all the time and that does make it quite difficult to keep pushing through but once you get through to the arcade side it gets quite good i got through the first expansion and had a bunch of machines in there i played all of them none of those really gave me a reason to return yeah <laughs> the arcade games itself aren't, aren't particularly great it's annoying that the game kind of makes you play them to make them actually make money basically 
Oh, so that's uh, so that's uh, opposite of Yakuza games, where once you stumble upon arcade, you never leave. You just played the games inside. Oh, you mean Outrun Simulator? That's um, some, what some I did people call Yakuza. <laughs> spent a lot of time in the Shenmue arcade when I played Shenmue as a kid. I spent a lot of time pulling capsule thingies. Yeah, catches. Buying sodas at the vending machine because. Every now and then you'll get the super rare soda can that will give you like however many thousand yen. And you're like, oh, now I can buy a million capsules. <laughs> Good times. Right, and that about brings us to the end of this episode, I think. Thank you for joining me, Erin, Goes Goes, and Pesh. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for listening and subscribing to the Greencast. Your support means a lot. If you want to hear more from us, listen to our anime podcast, The Pals Anime Lounge. And of course, check out our writings on GameGrim.com. Until next time, game on. <laughs>